This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. We are getting ready to do Moments of Clarity. Welcome to Moments of Clarity with Tiffany Werner, licensed mental health counselor in the state of Florida. Moments of Clarity's mission is to educate and end the stigma on mental health through the inspirational stories of our exceptional guests. Now, here's Tiffany Werner. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is Moments of Clarity. My name is Tiffany Warner. I am a licensed mental health counselor, and I'm your host. And we are going to have a great show today. And we are Zoom in from home, still maintaining social distancing, but still going on live radio with the help of technology and with the help of a couple of people behind the scenes, Ryan Moulton, who's hidden but I'm going to be doing the special effects. Got to give him some props. And of course, Big Ed at the radio station. Hi, Ed. Howdy, howdy. Happy Thursday. I was going to say, are you going to say happy Thursday? You always tell me what day it is. Thanks to you, I remember what day it is. If it wasn't for you, I would would second guess I'm going to trip you up one day and say Friday and see if you you correct me or not. I don't know. Remember that one time I said happy Halloween and it was Thanksgiving? (laughs) And then you'll like, get up uh, the next. Then you'll get up. The, you'll get up the next day thinking it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be anything different. It's like sometimes all these days, because of course, they they. I to be honest, going in the studio kind of helped my week break up a little bit. So I really miss it. I'm looking forward to things being safe again. You know. But um, thanks for all you do, and I know you have your Clorox wipes. And thanks to me, you don't have to <laughs> clean the studio now for the next hour. <laughs> yeah i know i understand so thanks for all you do ed and for everything so today we're going to be discussing it's one of our sponsors from forever forward financial and um there's things that come up and it's not just financial planning and and i don't want to keep talking financial stuff and and if you're like me you're probably like oh financial planning oh my gosh and like and if you're not like me that means you you're responsible and you have a lot of money in the bank <laughs> no but so <laughs> so um i'm trying to learn not only that but we want to tie this into mental health and so i spoke with scott and he's agreed to allow me to kind of expose like you know what, what is it like um when we hit life problems and um when we hit life problems, such as like your know, unexpected things like divorce, marriage, death, someone with that without life insurance, things like that, we have to know what to do. You know, a lot of people don't know what to do. But I do know that Scott has also worked with the mental health uh, community for years, um, be- as well as doing this. So he understands mental health. He understands what it's like to be financially unstable, and he's also very respectful to the mental health community so i appreciate him on all of those levels and i want to welcome to moments of clarity the founder of forever forward financial scott bigley and thanks for being here it's great to be with you oh it's always my pleasure and my honor to be with you thank you so much same here and thanks for all you do for moments of clarity as well not a problem and for everyone i know that you're always worrying about people not knowing what you know and um and like cutting themselves into a um a sticky situation you know and so i want to kind of like dig into the past and and get on the journey about i know that you've done with mental health and um and we've talked about things where 
you're very passionate on helping people, helping people really recognize the importance of financial planning just in case there's a crisis. And do you want to talk about your journey a little bit? Maybe mine? Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, um, and good morning, everyone. Um, uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, on all the other social media platforms. Especially those and, listening in the radio. You're right. On, and to our radio audience, welcome and thanks for taking some time with us today. Um, you know, Tiffany, yeah, and you're right, we spend a lot of time, you and I, not only personally, but, but when we do this, talking about, um, you know, the financial issues of, of that we all face. But, you know, that's just kind of, uh, you know, the umbrella of, of what I've learned through my journey that preparing um, for, for life's ups and downs really can help us move through it. Um, you know, I've been greatly blessed in my 60 years. Um, I know it's hard to believe that I'm 60 years old. I know. I thought you were 70. It's hard to believe. I, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. So, I know. Totally kidding. Totally kidding. Well, I was, you I, I, you I, definitely I look great yesterday. for your age. I was just totally kidding. <laughs> uh, I know you were. Um, it's, it, but, it's, I'm sorry. Yeah. We've known each other too long. Yeah. And you've got this. Yes. You, that's it. You've got this sarcastic personality that just kind of like makes it, eggs it on for me. <laughs> this bring, brings out the worst in you. I know. A little bit. Um, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> even, even though I've been greatly blessed and I've had, I've had a tremendous life, um, you know, it's, and it may be hard to believe I've gone through some, some traumatic, um, issues that, that, that were not financial issues, but more spiritual, emotional, personal, mental. Um, but I think one of the things that helped me move through some of those was that because of what I do professionally, I understand that, that you need to kind of prepare for, not that you can prepare for everything, and I'm not saying that we all should be worst case scenario planners, but if you kind of have a, a background or a, find, a foundation of having a plan in place and, and when then, then when you are faced with a crisis, that kind of kicks in naturally, uh, you know, most yeah. recently. Um, Especially uh, the pandemic you know, and everything, but there's yeah. a lot. Right. There's with, a lot of clients. Of this, yeah, that, that actually came into this. I mean, think about the pandemic. It, it literally kind of sprung on us overnight. <laughs> and um, a lot there's of, a lot of people that were going through other things very seriously, right, that, even when that struck. So it was like a double whammy. Right, right. And and you know how do you prepare for a, a, a pandemic you really can't but for me um the thought that i'd like to to share is that if you kind of look at everything um from a situation of okay let's not focus on the problem or, or when i say that i don't mean you forget your problems it's like okay we understand what the issue is what's the resolution you know for me personally a little over a year ago you know, I was hit with a big whammy. Um, I went through a divorce um, uh, from my now ex-wife of 30 plus years. Um, totally out of the blue. Now, you know, that's something that you don't plan for, you know. At, what, at 60 years old, too. Yeah, at 50, 58, 59, 60 years old, um, 
you know, you're, you're faced with what I think we all can agree is a huge life-changing event. Yeah. Um, Sorry to hear that. All, Thanks no, for sharing. Uh, oh, not, not at all. And, you and weren't prepared it's, for it's, it? Not really. No. Um, you know, like, like, like most marriages, there were good days. There were bad days. Um, but, you know, something like that just really was, 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 you know, the old phrase out of the blue and you find yourself, wow. um, you know, going through all the, the, the natural, um, spiritual, emotional, and mental, um, turmoil of what did I do? What didn't I do? What should have I done? What did, what, what, you know, what, what could I have done better? So on and so forth. But the reality of it is, is since I come from a background of preparation and planning, that's, that's, and it sounds weird, I get it, or, 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 or hard to believe, but as tough as it was personally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, because I've been doing it my whole life, the process was made easier because we were both able to sit down and say, okay, here's the issue, what's the resolution? How do we move forward from this so your life can move forever forward, my life can move forever forward, and we both um, are able to um, uh, continue on our journeys in life. That, that foundation um, is kind of what I'm seeing isn't there um, with the people that I'm working with, especially now that the pandemic has hit. As I'm meeting with people, what am I hearing? Oh, man, Scott, we, we never expect, how, how do you react to something like this? Well, the answer is you don't react to it. It's too late to react to it. It's here. The, the, the question now becomes is how do you proactively move towards resolution? What should we be thinking about um, as we move through this? That's, and, 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 and thankfully, that's what my ex-wife and I were able to do. We handled it like adults. Um, we, we, we realized that, um, for lack of a better term, our marriage had kind of run its course. Um, and it, it's not that, uh, you know, we hated each other. We couldn't stand each other. We were, <laughs> it's not like we woke up in the morning and started throwing knives at each other. It just, it, that it had moved its course. So as painful as it was, again, we, we both were able to sit down and say, so how do we resolve this? that will move us both forever forward through it and will move us both forever forward on now what has become our own individual journeys. But we, you know, we have a couple of girls. Now my girls are older um, um, and, you know, doing their own deal, but maintaining a sense of family in a whole new situation, which is really kind of what we're going through in this pandemic. Um, you and I normally sit three feet across the table from each other and Ed's on the other side of the glass. Now we're having to learn how to not react, but okay, here's the issue. We can't be across the table from each other. So what are some of the resolutions? So we work with guys like Ryan that no one can see or hear. We work with guys <laughs> like Ed. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you know. There's still people and, going and in the we, studio and not maintaining social distancing. I just right, don't, I right. just don't yeah. choose to be and, one of them. And, Right. And, and that's, and that's their choice and their decision. And that's part of it. But for me, you know, from the, from the personal standpoint, 
or the personal perspective, as hard as my divorce was and still is, it's, you know, it's still, it's still an ongoing process. Um, Especially when you don't see it coming. Did you guys go to counseling too? This is mental health. Yeah, Yeah, we did. And we, you know, we sought, um, we sought um, uh, uh, some help. We sought some assistance. Uh, you know, we both agree that, you know what, maybe it's not a bad idea to have a third party objective observer trying to give us some ideas. And as painful as that process was, you know, it helped us move towards that resolution and, 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 and kind of make the plan. And through that process, and, and I, I hope it's, I don't wish it on anybody, what we discovered is, um, you know, our marriage had kind of run its course. Um, I look back on my marriage fondly. Um, we have two great daughters, both successful. We had a great life together. We accomplished a whole lot of very great things together as a couple, as a family, as a husband, as a wife, all of that. We accomplished great things. Uh, one of the things that I said in therapy as, as we kind of, you know, as it kind of came down through the funnel that, you know, it's probably best that you both move on. Uh, I was asked, um, you know, how, how do you see yourself moving forward? You know, what thought might you have? And I looked, I looked at the individual that we were working with and I said, well, um, I said, my, 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 now my ex-wife is a huge Barbara Streisand fan. And I said, one of her favorite movies is the way we were. I said, I think I'm going to choose to move forward as the song says, the song memory says, and it's the laughter I will remember whenever I remember the way we were. That I think has helped me because again, it wasn't always roses, and, you know, chilled glasses of whatever. There, we had we we moved through some very difficult times together as a couple. But when I look back on on that relationship, it's the laughter that I remember whenever I remember the way we were as a husband, as a wife, as a family. And that's what I try to remind not only her but my daughters. As hard as this has been, the good times have far outweighed. Um, um, the difficult times, the tough times. So the way again, we were once financially stable. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, well, well, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, we were blessed in that way. We were both, you know, she's very, she's very successful, uh, very good at what she does. Uh, so yeah, we were blessed financially also. Um, so, yeah. so well, but then it, that's it, probably it, made it easier too, right? Well, was in it? some ways, it's made. It's made it easier, but when you when you're going through, and those of us that have been through this process will understand whether you have a lot of money or you don't have a lot of money or you're anywhere in between. You know, when you're separating, you have to divide assets. Uh, what's yours? What's mine? What was ours? Uh, and that's very difficult. You know, that's that. I mean, um, um, and but then on the flip side, you know, here you are. Um, all of a sudden you know, going from being a dual income household to, you know, it's all on me. And and you begin to understand and realize, boy, it was kind of nice having her paycheck or having his paycheck, you know, go into the account. Mm-hmm. And it kind of prevents a lot of people from getting divorced, according to the does. clients in my, it, my counseling it, center. But, you know, they don't, they don't, they're afraid to go through the financial strain and everything, even if it's a toxic relationship. So, I mean, sometimes, right. and then it's kind of a catch-22. Sometimes that's what causes the divorce is financial dispute, but also 
that also keeps people together a lot is because they don't want to go through the financial dispute. Hold on, Scott. Sure. Ed, did you have something you wanted to say before we start changing the subject? Um, well, I guess mine, well, I too joined the club of divorce uh, about two years ago, almost two years ago. Um, but mine was a little different. Um, the relationship was 10 years married for seven and I'd never been married before. So, um, but I noticed even before we got married of her irresponsible spending, um, she had a very, very well-paying job, but she was the kind of person that if she had a hundred dollars in her purse, she'd come home with a dollar and brag how she still had a dollar left. And had to have a new car every two years. Um, and I'm just wondering, uh, at that time, it, it was ironic because I saw someone, Judge Judy, that Judge Judy said, I don't know why these people live together and then they get married, all of a sudden they're going to put all their, their money together. If it worked before, leave it alone. So I kind of used that approach, and it kind of worked for because we didn't have any kids together. Um, basically, splitting up the property was easy because – I bought that TV and you can have that one and you take the cows and take that. She had her car payment, which was $30,000. I owned my vehicle. Um, and she was $30,000 in credit card debt between all the credit cards she had. And the judge just said, listen, you take your debt, you take your debt. And then all we had was the house that we bought together. Judge tore a piece of paper in half. He says, this is going to be your half of the house. This is going to be your half. Sell it, split it. So mine was kind of, you know, evenly, you know, a clear cut right down the middle. Whenever I, I guess my question is, I was lucky to have that situation. Do you recommend that situation? And ha the other part is how do you get them to buy into it? It's almost like saying, you know, how about a, how about a, how about a, how about a prenup? You know, yeah, uh, uh, let's get married. But listen, we're going to keep our finances separate because you suck at spending money. So we'll keep it that way. I don't know how you can talk your way into that maybe that's some help you can give us it's not kidding it, it landed him on the dr phil show trying to talk to his wife about the money wow. she was spending wow. two well, episodes you know yeah, i'm not yeah. kidding and ed, yeah uh and and ed um you know, what we're seeing um and you're, you're that's right. a great question by the way it really is and what we're seeing um is you know old school guys like me uh, you know guys from my generation when you got married, everything be kind of, you became ours. You know, mm -hmm. there was a joint, everything was a joint account. Everything was a joint account. Everything was a joint account, you know, uh, because we were married now and that's how it was. But what, what, you know, what I'm seeing in my practice, in my professional practice, you know, the Gen Xers, the Gen Wisers, the Gen Zers, the millennials, you know, basically anyone under the age of, let me say about 40 to 45, as they are entering into you know, a marital relationship, they are saying, okay, I'm gonna have my account, you have your account, and then we'll have a joint account that we split stuff. So I think just what I'm seeing in terms of you know, planning with people, younger couples are kind of bringing that mentality into it. So you know, if the ex-wife or the wife or the husband is a spendthrift and always coming home with no money, the, you know, the other partner isn't going, but do you see what you're doing to the, to the account 
here. We can't pay mm-hmm. the mortgage or we can't do this. So in my practice, I'm seeing that younger couples are bringing that very um, um, uh, uh, attitude mentality into the relationship. When, when, we, when, when we have that planning session, I hear a lot, okay, now, Scott, you know, um, Ed's bringing this into the, into the relationship. Ed's got his job, and, you know, Tiffany's bringing this into the relationship, and she's got her stuff and her job. How do we keep our stuff separate and then do some joint stuff? You know, back in the old days, it was, you know, let's sign a prenup, and, and, and you can go that route. But that's generally done when one of the partners is bringing in far greater assets than the other partner. Mm-hmm. So that's rapidly becoming a piece of my planning with my younger clients, my younger clients that are considering marriage or are, or are married. But again, guys my age, no. Back in my day when you got married, there was no yours, mine, and ours. Everything became ours. And that's why um, I'm grateful that and it sounds like it was in your case also that you were able to somewhat amicably say, okay, that's yours. You keep it, which is exactly what my ex-wife and I did. We sat down, we looked at the marital assets and we said, well, you know, you know, that's yours. You keep it, you know? Uh, and we did the same thing. Do you want the couch and the dining room table or, mm-hmm. or how do you want to do that? Um, but that is rapidly becoming that mode of thought, yours, mine, and ours is 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 becoming i'm seeing it much more uh much more often um with my younger client base than i do with clients my age i i I, did that did that kind of answer the question for you yeah i i just noticed you know that there's two types you know i'm i'm the old school like you say if something's broke i'd rather try to fix it than just go run out and buy a brand new one right where she was the other way around you know, she got paid every two weeks by the third day or fourth day after she got paid, she was broke, you know, yep. and, you know, but we had a system, you pay this, you pay this, you know, you, you were going to pay the mortgage. I'm going to pay the electric, the cable, the phone, all the other stuff. And it, and it, it balanced out, but then there were times where the irresponsible spending started to go and I had to come up a little bit and come up and come up and come up. And it just got to be, I mean, that wasn't the whole reason for right. it to fail, but right. it, it was a part of it. And I would, I would not have been opposed to having yours is yours, mine is mine as far as, as, as the money goes, but that joint one for specific things. That yep. I would not like for investing or something like that, because that's something you can split. When if, if oh, yeah. something were to, something were to come down to it in court where you had to you were going to go separate ways that's something you could split. I would not have been yeah. opposed to something like that. Yeah, and and trust me, Ed, I feel you. I mean, when when uh, when I was younger and my girls were younger and people would ask me, so Scott, what is it that you do? My joke would always be, well, I'm I'm the father of daughters. I'm married with children, and people <laughs> would say, what does that mean? And I'd say, well, basically, that always that broke. means. I, yeah, that means I'm wheels in a wallet, uh, you know. Um, but but what you just described that is exactly what I am um, seeing with those younger clients. We're saying, okay, um, Ed, this is yours, and Tiffany, that is yours. But you are going to have joint expenses, you know, food, shelter, clothing, those type of things. 
So what we have to develop is a plan where you both agree to fund that joint account, as you just very appropriately said, for these specific reasons, mm -hmm. the mortgage, the, you know, this, this, that, that. And, and that's how, and that goes all the way back to what, where we started, putting those plans in place um, early on so we avoid, because I, I hear you, I, I felt, you know, several times it's like, didn't I just give you a hundred bucks? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> been, there, been there, been there. <laughs> you know, it's like, didn't just, well, you know, and, and, hey, and like it, you but let's out, not out. like act womanizing here because sometimes <laughs> the not, female is the breadwinner as well. So it yeah. doesn't oh, only it, oh, exactly. Well, we'll just use an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was true in, 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 oh, in my case. Um, generally, my ex-wife made more income than I did, and I was fine with that. Took a lot of heat for it, uh, but that's okay. But I think, again, to draw it, you know, we, you know, we, while we had, you know, that joint account, you know, kind of by default, we had the yours, mine, and ours. Mm -hmm. which made our separation very much like yours and I think a little easier if I can use that term or at least a little more amicable mm -hmm. it was pretty easy to say okay you know you know no that that's that's your 401k you know this is mine you know and it it it, it came down to do you want the forks or the knives <laughs> mm -hmm. type thing um well, mine was but, really easy because there was no kids involved yeah. either so right well, and, and what helped us, not that it was easier, but your, my, well, my girls are, you know, are adults. You know, luckily, yeah, my, my, yeah. my girls were not, you know, 10 years old and 8 years old. My girls were adults. Now, it's still been very difficult for them, you know, because their whole lives changed. You know, um, geez, well, oh, geez, mom and dad have been together forever, and now they're not. You know, mm. what, right. What, what, what like, it's hard. There? Yeah. And um, but we're kind of late for our first break. Let's put a oh, pause on this, because okay. uh, I'm sure you guys could go all day on this, but it's it's more on so and i want you to continue i'd like you both to continue because i'm sure a lot of people are relating but i also want to get into how to prevent someone from falling apart when that happens but let's just take our right. let's take the time to honor our sponsors especially you know you, well, thank you. <laughs> and the rest of them <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with moments of clarity in just a moment please stay tuned you're listening to moments of clarity with tiffany warner Tiffany will be right back after this. This is the Tantalk Radio Network. Financial independence is not a dream. It is a decision. Overcoming your financial challenges is like building a house. You must build from the ground up. You must learn how to make more money, save more money, grow your money, and protect your money. Forever Forward Financial specializes in teaching you these four basic money skills. Call us today at 727-422-7761 to schedule your complimentary no-obligation meeting to discuss your needs and concerns. Hi, this is Tiffany Warner, your host of Moments of Clarity. Living with a mental health disorder is not easy. If you or someone you know are struggling with this, please know it's so important to seek treatment 
and I'm here to help. Please visit the website at momentsofclaritywithtiffany.com to view blog posts and resources on this site to help educate and inspire you to take action because there's no shame in seeking help for mental health. While you're there, please take a few seconds to sign up for my email list. You'll get some extremely valuable educational and entertaining content that can be sent right to your inbox each week. Plus, you'll also get instant and free access to my guide on managing your anxiety. You can also follow me on Twitter at MOC with Tiffany and at Facebook at Tiffany Warner. And once again, the website is momentsofclaritywithtiffany.com. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to your show because change can only come when we stand together as one. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. We are back to Moments of Clarity with Tiffany Werner. To join in the discussion, call 866-826-1340. Now, here's Tiffany Werner. Hi, and thanks for listening. If you're just tuning in, this is Moments of Clarity. My name is Tiffany Werner. I'm a licensed mental health counselor, and I'm your host. And today, we're talking about being financially smart um, and, and how to really save yourself from something unexpected financially and not only just pandemic, but um, marriage, divorce, kids, um, all sorts of things that can come unexpected, that can be expensive and um, can really be stressful, whether it's positive stress or negative stress. And um, anyway, um, I would like to welcome back to Moments of Clarity, the founder of Forever Forward Financial, Scott Bigley and one of the Moments of Clarity sponsors. And before the break, uh, thanks for being here. And before the break, you and Ed were kind of talking about different situations, but how you saved yourselves financially. And um, and I want to call, welcome callers to call in also. We're live on radio and please call in 866-826-1340. 866-826-1340. And ask questions, share stories, um, do you have any feedback or advice for us or whatever? Uh, 866-826-1340. So where were we when we left off? You guys, um, it sounds like Ed kept everything separate in his relationship, which I think that like you guys made a strong point that it, when entering a marriage, if the salaries are pretty similar, nobody cares at that time. So everybody just joins everything. And, you know, and then sometimes one of them moves up in the company or you know, whatever, or one loses their job, either way, I don't know, everything can change, right? But you said there, people are more likely to not ask for a prenup or whatever, which, I don't know, to each their own. I don't know if everyone believes in a prenuptial agreement. Um, some people think it's like almost karma, like you sign one of those, you're just kind of expecting to fail, or I don't know. Um, no, I mean, if you, if you say to her, you know, uh, do you mind signing a prenup? She can go, damn, how much money do you have? You know, I, think that, <laughs> I think that throws a red flag right there. So, you know, I'm not sure well, I want to get into that boat. Well, wait a minute. She would have had already accepted without thinking you made money. And hey, hey. Yeah, I know, but you're, you're dating. And even if you're living together, you know, I mean, how long before you show your bank account? I mean, that doesn't usually come up at the dinner table. Can I see your checkbook? You know? You know, I, I think when it gets serious you and you just start talking. You yourself with a checkbook. <laughs> you guys are both saying, back in the days, I'm kind of old school. Who I still write anyway? checks. I we write, write checks, checks, but we, I don't know. A lot of us uh, have apps Okay, so phone. balancing your checkbook. Okay. Can I see your bank statement online? Is that more hip? Yes. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty but much. I don't I think that, that comes. I, I, 
And plus the age factor. And if you know, if I was 20, 25 when I was doing it, you know, maybe that wouldn't have been a a thing to keep them separate. But you know, I was you know well into my forties when I first got married. So yeah. to me, I'd gotten the, the part. You know, the point point that I was at, and you know, I wasn't gonna find somebody and then you know get financially ruined by somebody. Not that I'm saying that would have happened, but you know, I I just had my ways, and it just seemed to work. You know, it just seemed to work, but. You know, like you, you know, you said that the mutual account that might have been a, a good idea. You know why? Because you can keep track of it. You can keep track because when you, if the bad thing does go to court, you can actually see. Yeah, this is the account. We, I put this in. She put that in, and then we, you know, we we paid this out of it. So I would. I'm. I wish. Well, no, no, I don't want to go back there. But I'm just saying that probably <laughs> that would have made things even more easy when you get before the judge. Yep, yeah, and, and, and that's the whole idea, and that's, you know, that's what we're doing, uh, and, and it goes all the way back, and, and again, not that we're wishing, you know, anybody goes through anything like that, but that's the dialogue that I'm having, again, primarily with younger clients, just asking the question, okay, guys, then what's the plan? You know, what's the plan? Again, not saying that, you know, you guys are gonna end up in divorce, uh, but you know, and, and that's, you know, it's kind of, the, that's kind of one of the downsides of my job is I'm the guy that kind of has to have, you know, those difficult dialogues with folks. You know, I have to look across the table at, 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 you know, at a couple or a family and say, okay, well, what happens if, if, um, if Ed gets hit by the bus, what happens? Uh, you know, those, those are tough dialogues that nobody likes to talk about, but the idea is we're putting the plan in place. And, you know, so the dialogue goes, okay, Ed, and, you know, Tiffany, Yeah, we make sure we have a large guys... life insurance policy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, the, you know, yeah. and it's not, and it's, and it's not a difficult dialogue to, to, to have between those couples. I mean, the question is, uh, you know, just allow me to use you two as the examples. Like, okay, Ed, share with me your views on how you'd like you and Tiffany to handle the finances. And then ask the same question of, Tiffany, Tiffany, how do you view you two, you know, if and when you get married, how would, how do you see you viewing the marital asset, the marital family fund? And it kind of gets it on the table right there. So there's no surprises. And then it becomes part of the, the, the plan of how we're going to move forever forward financially together. Um, you take, you take all that fear and all that apprehension of, well, I don't want to be giving her all my money or I'm not, you know, I make twice as much as him. Does he think I'm going to be buying him a new car? You, once, once we talk about it and we get it out and we kind of talk about that stuff that we're afraid of, and and that's true of anything. But be what's the money, point of marriage it, then if if you're not supposed to share your whole life with somebody, right? Well, but you, you still are. You still are. I mean, you're married. Uh, I was married. Uh, Ed was married. You know, and we did share a life. You know, yeah. you're sharing a life. I, you know, we shared a life together. Uh, but the, you know, the problem is, you know, that I'm hearing is we never talked about uh, these underlying issues, be they financial, be they physical, be they spiritual, be they emotional. We never talked about with our partner those things that really troubled us. We, you know, we suffered in silence, and then. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, whatever, how many years later, it, it, it the volcano erupted. And another partner was caught off guard and, whoa, I never knew you felt like this. 
So the idea is, no matter what the issue is, not just money, uh, you know, if the way that you cook um, eggs in the morning is troubling to me, as, as minute as that sounds, you know, over 5, 10, 15 years, that could become a reason that I go, that's it, I'm done, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's the idea of getting all that ugly out on the table and trying to make a plan for it. You can't plan for everything. Again, you know, my divorce, I got hit by the bus. Mm. But because, you know, because I came from that background of, okay, how do we resolve the issue? What's the best way to do that? It made it easier. Hmm. When, you know, and we, we talk about the salaries and, and, you know, you're making this and you're making that and, and you're doing, you're paying for this and you're paying for that. Most dangerous part, I think, of a marriage is called credit cards. And they can really sock you. Uh, myself, uh, I have one. The second one is an absolute emergency. She saw fit to have five and ran them all up. And you can get in some deep trouble in the credit cards. And people don't, people just don't understand sometimes that it's just not free money. Eventually you have to pay for it and you're going to pay for it with interest and a fee. So, I mean, you, people that are getting married, I think the credit card thing too is just something, another, another step on the ladder that if you, if you, if you don't check that step, well, you can fall right through. So Scott, how can you help with that kind of stuff from happening from credit well, cards? And do you, do you help people pull themselves out of credit card debt with yeah, your consulting uh, yeah, and everything? A, a, a lot of what I do. Um, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, we, Ed. Yeah, great. And, 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 Ed, and Ed used the, the two key, key, key words when it comes to credit card use, misuse, and abuse. People view it as free money. Um, you know, I'm like Ed. I still write checks. I still use cash, you know, that green stuff that people used to carry in their, in their pocket because it's, it's more of a tangible, you know, sense of this is actually what's coming in and going out. But a lot of what I have to do with folks and what I do with folks, I should say more appropriately is um, before we can even start talking about building, you know, helping them learn how to make more money, save more money, grow their money and keep it all safe is help them learn how to use credit appropriately and begin to reduce debt. Again, you know, Ed mentioned, you know, that his ex-wife had run up, you know, a $30,000 credit card debt. I see that a lot. You know, I see young couples with, you know, 20, 30, $40,000 in debt at, you know, 22, 32% that they'll never get out of. So the first thing we have to do in terms of teaching them how to make more money, save more money, grow their money and keep it all safe is teach them how to a begin to reduce that debt, which is mm -hmm. going to re require you to maybe drive that car for seven years. Uh, Especially with those <laughs> yeah. on Facebook live, right? Multi. What about those living paycheck to paycheck and not knowing when the next check is coming mm -hmm. and be able to budget that money. If you can wait right. to answer that question until our second break, I really, sure. that's actually going to set us on to a different, and I know that a lot of listeners, a lot of us live check to check. So how do, I mean, people are probably like, I don't need a financial advisor when I don't have money coming in, you know, or it's being spent already. We'll be back and we're yep. going to go into that. And after this next break, we'll be back with Moments of Clarity. So stay tuned, please. We will return to Moments of Clarity with Tiffany Warner after these messages. 
Are you looking for a great book? If you like to root for the underdog, Joe Potosi's book is a book for you. A real American odyssey that will grab your attention with its fast-moving narrative. You won't be able to put this masterpiece down. When the Dust Settled by Joe Potosi. Go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Zulin Press. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. Now back to Moments of Clarity with Tiffany Werner, licensed mental health counselor. To engage in the conversation, call 866-826-1340. Here's Tiffany. Oops, I was on mute. And thanks for thanks for waiting. If you're just tuning in, on. what would you do if I just accidentally logged out right now? Wow. Ed and I would pick it up without missing a beat. No. I know. Problem. Actually, well, you no have, you do have you do have Ed there, but that would have been pretty funny. No, um, no. that would have been horrible. But welcome back. This is Moments of Clarity, and my name's Tiffany Warner. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. I'm your host. We've got about 11 minutes left, but we're talking about being secure and financial difficulties and these two dudes right here decided to go back and forth about how to save more money and during a divorce it's been kind of entertaining watching <laughs> yeah i mean uh, I, uh, 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 no honestly <laughs> you you have to play it smart everyone should play it smart and get a large life insurance policy on the other yeah, <laughs> because they there's nothing worse and i'm going to be talking about this on saturday on zoom with um with some ladies that are widows as well and you know i mean what happens if you're not prepared for that and that person doesn't have a life insurance policy so i mean i know that scott had also um for our listeners as a sponsor of moments of clarity some free giveaway stuff that he offers the listeners of this show is coming up too but anyway i want to welcome back to moments of clarity scott bigley from forever thank forward you. financial thank you and thanks Ed, um, for all the all the stuff that you've shared and everything you really helped out you're my pleasure yeah um uh, and, and since we're running a little short on time um let me jump back to the question that was uh raised mm -hmm. before, about those living um, paycheck to paycheck not knowing when the next check's coming uh, right. How do we? Why would we? What how do we, we do? Yeah. Well, and and how how could we use you? Well, you know, and and again, you know, that's kind of where I begin with everyone that that um, I I work with. The the most important thing that I can I believe that I can help anyone do in terms of making more money, saving more money, growing their money, keeping it all safe, is understand the difference between needs and wants. And one of the things when I put together a plan and when we put together a plan for our clients, the first thing that we address is making sure that your needs will be met for the rest of your life. That's when the discussion can get interesting. Right, because, because from my our, needs might be different than yours. So like you're probably going to say right, health insurance, right. exactly. mortgage, um, food. Close. Close. Yeah, we're, we're the standard four. I mean, we I and I. But the and, word and designer looking, before clothes doesn't fall in your need, or uh, <laughs> right. Well, I kicked them all the way from back to takeout, or I don't know. You know, the basic four: food, shelter, clothing, which for some people is optional, and health. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but if we don't have food, shelter, clothing, and health care, again nothing else matters if i don't have a place to live 
if I'm hungry, um, if I'm sick and I can't seek treatment, nothing else matters. So when I sit with somebody, and this kind of goes right back to what, you know, we were discussing with Ed, you know, I, that's where we begin the dialogue of, well, what are the things that you absolutely need? Now you hear a lot of the other altruistic stuff, but I, but what we try to do is say, no, the basic four needs are food, shelter, clothing, and healthcare. Let's make sure that no matter what happens, a divorce, a pandemic, a job loss, whatever it may be, a death, you will always have a roof over your head, food on your table, clothes on your back, and the ability to seek medical treatment. That helps people kind of begin to, hopefully helps people, begin to change their perspective on when should I use this credit card? You know, if, if, if I'm running down there and buying the Dolce and Cobana, you know, is this a need or a want? And how does that affect what I'm really trying to accomplish? So that's how I help those folks who are living paycheck to paycheck because it becomes even more important to those folks because they're constantly getting bombarded every day of, oh, don't worry about that. Come buy a new car. It's only $700 a month. So hopefully that's what we do. Hopefully we say, always be focused first in providing for yourself and or your family, food, shelter, clothing, again, which is optional, and or healthcare. Then once we know what that number is, then we can begin to look at some of the other things that we may like to have or would like to begin to pursue in our lives. And you and I have had that dialogue several times, but I think your head's that broke. You know, but so for the Dolce & Gabbana, I was just like, stunned with that one. But, you know, there are resources for some of those, <laughs> some of us that would like those kind of things. I mean, you might have to go for a knockoff or like, you know, pre-owned or whatever, Louis Vuitton or whatever. There are ways to like live within our means. It's not saying I do that either, but live within our means and... um and still have what we want too. Well, and that's very true. As long as what you believe you want or would like to have is not impacting in a negative fashion, your ability to provide for the people, places, and things that you love, food, shelter, clothing, and healthcare. Yeah, no, I just came um, with the designer if, stuff. Know, that doesn't really matter to right, a lot of people either, right, honestly. Um, right. Those main four things are important. And it's important yeah. to discuss before getting married. So like, I would highly recommend just uh, meeting with Scott Bigley from Forever Forward Financial to discuss what those needs and wants are off the, right off the bat before getting married so that you don't end up, as we were talking about the show, in disagreement years down the road with someone you love. Um, another thing is is to make sure that that you seek counseling when problems first arrive arise like the what you were saying eventually after five years the smell of somebody making eggs or something will drive you nuts so that should have been you know it could be easily I know you were using an example but also that's something that if with assertiveness and validating each other's feelings and um, and effective communication, honestly, a lot of those things can be avoided. But I do think that having a third party to help you with all of us with our finances, where you don't have to fight over what a need and a want is, because you know a lot of people 
do differ on what is essential or what makes us happy. It does, even if it's not a need, it, some people like, just like to have nice things, you know, some stuff. Um, it says also, what's the easiest way to create a budget when you don't have a consistent income? Well, again. And we have um, like three minutes, right. Scott, so. Okay, quick, I, I can answer this one in 30 seconds. Focus on your needs, especially if you have an inconsistent income. Make sure that the first thing that you're allocating money to is food, shelter, clothing, and healthcare. Um, especially if you have an inconsistent income, because again, if you don't have a place to live, if you're hungry, if you're walking around naked and you can't and you get sick, you can't get help. You're probably going to have bigger problems real soon. So or get a second income, job, or if yeah, it's right yeah. now because people are getting furloughed, that's a whole different story, right. a whole different show. Right, right. But mm -hmm. again. Focus on your primary needs. Always focus, no matter no matter your income, consistent, inconsistent, large, small. Focus on those primary needs, and everything else becomes a little easier to begin to obtain and achieve. Good answer. And the reason that this is so important to me, also for those of you still listening, is that not only do I see a lot of beautiful couples and their marriage because of financial dispute or bills or whatever. I've seen and understood people ending their lives because of stress of money or the crash back in the day or losing a, a job. I've seen people not reaching their full potential or traveling and be, you know enjoying life to the fullest potential um, because of unstable finances. And with Scott, you were saying that with the Moments of Clarity listeners, you'll be willing to give a free consultation, right? And we'll put always, all of always click on the moments of clarity with Tiffany. Anything for forever board of financials info is there on moments of MOC with Tiffany.com or anything. Ed, thank you so much for everything Thanks, today. Ed. And Ryan for being behind the scenes. And for all of you guys, don't forget we're on every Thursday and Friday, 12 to 1. These are standard time. And look at all these things that we're on, moments of clarity. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, MOC with Tiffany, please. It's very important. We need as many subscribers ASAP. And if you like this show, please subscribe, youtube.com forward slash MOC with Tiffany. And uh, thanks for the team and everyone that supports the show. Please be kind to yourself and a stranger. You never know what they're going through. And we'll see you tomorrow. Moments of clarity.